You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Oh, boy. (laughs) So much to go over today. Probably going to go over 20 minutes discussing uh, everything we saw last night. There's so much there. I'm going to try and get to most of it as I can and then obviously have a column as well going up in a couple hours after this podcast goes up and try to cover it there as well. But um, I have a lot of notes. I think I'm going to try and get to everything in the podcast and in the column. But uh, we'll get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a bunch of different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash realitysteve. Also, podcast today brought to you by First Leaf. You guys need to drink wine when you listen to my podcast, right? First Leaf makes it simple to discover new wines you'll love. They learn your taste, then deliver quality wines right to your door. You sign up today, you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash realitysteve. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash realitysteve to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Oh, boy. All right, let's uh, let's get right into it. There's so much to get to here, and we'll just kind of start in the order of everything that we saw last night, starting off with um, Rachel and Tino. I think the biggest thing here in this relationship is that they were horrible communicators, and I really, I, I really watched that last night and thought to myself, first off, they were never going to last anyway. And secondly, they did a horrible job at communicating. It was clear. I think Rachel even told Jesse that while sitting on the couch when he was asking, hey, what's happened since the show? And they just had a really hard time actually speaking to each other and a really hard time actually, I don't know, being able to talk to one another. Like, it was so bizarre. And I... I. Look, I think the biggest thing that I took out of it was really the fact that I don't think Rachel and Zach really came off all that great. And the biggest issue I have with the public sentiment about this is there has to be some sort of one side or another. You have to be Team Rachel or you have to be team Tino. And if you're team Tino, then Rachel was a total bitch and she's crazy and a psycho and bipolar. That was some of the stuff I was seeing online last night. That's uncalled for and disgusting just because you don't like her for whatever reason. And the same thing's being said about Tino. If you're team Rachel, you don't need to trash Tino. I think Tino did a horrible job articulating his point during the happy couple weekend footage that we saw and on the couch last night. When he was live, it just seemed like he was stuck to something he had to say in his head. But every time she jumped in, he got sidetracked and couldn't get back on track and was horrible at explaining himself. And, you know, somebody sent me an email that I think was really good. And I want to read this to you. It's pretty short. And it said, hey, Steve, I've been happily married for 32 years. Sometimes are better than others. But one thing we both have to try really hard at 
is when we disagree that we're focused on the actual disagreement versus winning the argument. They are definitely two different things. Obviously, I have no idea what the real truth is between Rachel and Tino, but the longer that segment went on, the more I kept thinking that this is about winning the argument, not solving the disagreement. It's a dangerous trap. Personally, I don't think either one of them came off looking very good, but I wish them both the best. Crazy show, and I keep on watching it. I think that's an excellent summary. They were horrible arguers. Really bad. And it seemed like... and, and, and Please don't aggregate this because there's so much more to it. I'm not team anybody. I'm just going off what we saw last night. I saw Tino trying to give an explanation as to why he cheated. Giving an explanation doesn't mean you're giving an excuse. Clearly, two people that are in a relationship and engagement like these two were, and one of them cheats, if you've ever been in a relationship where the other party cheated, doesn't the other party usually at some point during this post-breakup talk or during the breakup ask, you know, why'd you do this to me? Why'd you cheat? And Tino's explanation for why he cheated is not an excuse, and Rachel seemed to be taking it as an excuse. To me, all he was doing was explaining it because every time he explained it, he would always follow it up with, hey, no, I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you how I got to the point that we were at in Mexico. And then here's where the murky waters come in. Because he comes with a book, a journal that was literally writing notes down about what Rachel said. And then he says, Rachel, you said this. And Rachel says, no, I didn't. So us as a viewing audience to sit here and say, oh, Rachel's totally right. Or, oh, Tino's totally right. And Rachel's an idiot. You can't say that. We don't know it. We have no idea the details that were going on in that relationship. None. We don't know. We don't know what when, when Tino says, Rachel, you said this, and she said, no, I didn't. How are you or I supposed to make a judgment on that? We weren't there. We didn't hear it. We didn't see it. So that's what I mean. It's just really hard to say one person was totally in the right. I don't think they either either of them handled each other all that uh, handled it all that well. And I think there was a lot of room left for better communication. That's for sure. But my gosh, it was just a bit much. And I think both could have handled themselves better. I do think, um, you know, and I'm, and I'm not, like I said, I'm, I don't want to come across as a team Rachel because then all the team Tino people come at me or I come across as team Tino and team Rachel people come at me. It's just like I'm commenting on what we saw. And the bottom line was it was a horribly, horrible argument on both sides. I just think it could have been done better, and I didn't like watching it. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't get a pleasure out of watching that conversation take place. You know, there were a couple times where Tino got up and left, and that really pissed off Rachel. But I'm like, well, it seemed to me that he got up and left to take a breather because he probably was going to regret something he was about to say. Would you rather have him just gone off on you and instead of saying, you know what, I need to take a break. Let me, let me take a break. Like, I don't... See, I didn't see anything wrong with that. But on the flip side, if you're going to be like, oh, you're you're defending Tino. No, on the flip side, I thought he was inarticulate in what he was trying to say. When he did come back, even after taking his breather, he came back and he just confused the hell out of me. So, yeah, like there are things that I thought Tino did that I was fine with. And there were things that Tino said and did that I wasn't fine with. And same with Rachel. I thought she was a little harsh when he went to go 
take a breather outside. Isn't it better to like kind of take a break and be like, okay, let me gather my thoughts here before I just go off and say shit I might regret. That's what it seemed to me that he was doing. Like, let me just step back. The problem was when he did that and came back inside, it didn't seem like he had any of his thoughts really together. So that's what I said. It's just, um, the, you know, the thing for me is Rachel had every reason to be like, this is done. You cheated on me. You've broken my trust. That's what it all came down to. There's obviously other things going on. There's an interview that she did with people that's up on their TikTok page where she did kind of address the stuff that she said, hey, the show didn't show all of it, and we know why we got to the point that we were at. Um, it seemed like she was referring to something that happened online and basically, basically saying that without saying his name, she basically said when the Nate story came out and Nate's ex spoke up, that's when Tino started coming to her and said, hey, you know, you know, oh, well, I have an ex, I have a thing out there, and he didn't come at it right away, and that's where she has every reason to be like, no, you ruined this. If you tell me this right off the bat, we probably could have worked through this with therapy and all this stuff, and he didn't. And he just, that's where he screwed up big time. And she had every right to dump him. Do I think Tino's a horrible person and a master manipulator and huge Mr. Gaslighter? No. Why does everybody have to make everything so black and white? There's a lot of gray area here in this conversation, and it's a lot of stuff that we don't know about. So that's the basics I want to say about Rachel and Tino. The good thing that I'm able to chime in is 30 minutes before they went to air last night, I told everybody on Twitter, Avon's coming on the show to ask her out. Now, you can say what you want about the Tino situation, and if you're Team Rachel and you hate what Tino did and you hate Tino as a person and you wish him death and you're going to write all over his Instagram pages, even though he shut off his comments, but your goal is to let him know how you feel, I don't care how you feel about Tino, and if you think that he absolutely screwed up, which he did, what they did on stage last night was bullshit. I'm sorry. This show capitalized on it by bringing Avon out with Tino sitting there. Really? Did that really need to be done? Of course it didn't. And there's plenty of people in Bachelor Nation that agree with that take. Nobody thought that that was cool to do, no matter how much. Rachel was pissed at Tino. And honestly, I didn't think Rachel handled herself all that well in that either. Because she kind of had a you know smile on her face. She was so happy. It was a dig at Tino that didn't need to be done. Even if she was pissed at him, how does that make her a better person? For being so happy that Avon showed up. When I can tell you, this thing is not even real. If I found out about it 30 minutes before the show, I kind of probably know something that people don't. This isn't real. This was done strictly for television purposes. It was bullshit. Um, it's probably going to be short-lived. I guarantee they probably don't even go out. This was done almost as like a favor to production. Like, hey, kind of like the Hannah Brown situation. She had a horrible night that night with Jed. Everything was bad. And then they bring Tyler Cameron out in the last segment because they knew, hey, if we at least give her some sort of happy ending here and she can ask Tyler out and he can say yes and that's all that was, was just to give Rachel some sort of happiness because they knew what was coming up, that Gabby and Eric were happy. So that's all it was. There's zero chance in hell that Rachel and Avon become anything. I don't even know if they're going to go out. Not to mention, this was all done in a bubble on the stage. I guarantee within 24 to 48 hours from last night's episode, Rachel's going to be informed of what this was all about. And I think she knows, she'll know now that, yeah, this isn't, 
Ava's not really that interested in, in, in pursuing anything. And I hate to burst people's bubble. It's just not. This was done for television purposes. So I just I just hope you understand that. And I hope Rachel sees that uh, in the coming days. As for uh, Gabby and Eric, um, obviously there was a lot of things said on stage. And I guess the biggest thing that I will you know, give them somewhat credit for is that they didn't discredit Amanda. It's not like they said, oh, she's full of shit. This is all made up. He never said that. She's crazy or something like that. I, you know, and they didn't, and thank God they didn't bring up the, the child in this um, and try to claim that Eric never met the son. But um, there were things that were said on stage that I just had kind of has me scratching my head, which was. I wrote some of the stuff that Eric said down, and this is kind of like piecemeal together. Met her about a month before it started. Actually, it was two months. Handled it poorly. You know, led her on. Took the easy way out. I don't hold anything against her. It was a mistake on my part. I'm not mad at her. Uh, I didn't see a future with her. Didn't see it long term. Took the cowardly way out. Um, so, he, you know, he doesn't hold anything against her. He's not mad at her for what she did. He owned the fact that what he said he shouldn't have said, and he didn't see a long-term future with her, and he let her on, and he shouldn't have. Gabby, you know, said that Eric told her about the text. She knew they were coming, which I guess is good. Um, even said you were kind of an asshole to her, uh, Eric, to Amanda in those texts and what he did. But basically she was bothered by it, but not enough not bothered enough to end the relationship or end the engagement over it, which is fine. It's her life. It's her choice. My thing is this. What's weird and what's being overlooked is the fact that he sat there on stage last night and told Gabby, yeah, I led this woman on. And we saw the text that they showed on the screen, which was basically him kind of just saying, you know, hey, um, you know, I understand how you feel. I'm sorry if you understand you won't see me anymore. It isn't real, but you're right. I'm sorry. I didn't really think this all through after she had said, you expect me to continue dating you while you go on a reality show to quote, find love. And he says, it's not real. And then he tells everyone on stage last night, I led the, I led her on. Okay. So if he's admitting he led Amanda on, how do we know? And why is it being so dismissed why is it being like so far out of the realm of possibility that he's leading Gabby on? He just admitted he leads women on. At least he did to Amanda. That's what I'm that's what I'm concerned with as, you know, someone who'd like to see Gabby be happy. It seems like she's dismissed that part rather quickly. Obviously they've had conversations behind the scenes, I'm sure. But I I mean, how do you not question it? The guy sat there on stage and said he led Amanda on, admitted to it. And Amanda's whole thing was, he was telling me this is all for clout. I'm just doing this to increase my brand. It's like, okay, so how do we know he's not leading Gabby on? Who's the one with a full-time job right now whose star is rising and who's on Dancing with the Stars and who's very popular right now? It's Gabby. And here's Eric, who as far as I know, doesn't have a job right now. Now, obviously, he's probably looking and, you know, whatever. But doesn't it kind of seem like he's just latching on to what Gabby's success is going to be? I just, that's the thing. I just I just have questions. And it seems like the questions that I have, Gabby had them at one point, 
and kind of just seemed to dismiss them pretty quickly. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's it, Like I said, it's Gabby's life. It, it, she make every decision. Any decision she wants to make is her decision, obviously. It's her life. It's her choices. I'm just saying as a commentator who comments on what I see and comments about this show and what people tune in for, I think she's overlooking it majorly. And I think she's not putting enough thought into what happened. And as for, you know, as for Amanda, I did speak to her last night and, you know, she's not going to, you know, do much. I don't think she's going to do any interviews or anything like that. But she said while he did admit to it, she goes, he still downplayed our relationship. She goes, I've spent more time with him in those two months clearly than he has spent with Gabby since from the show and until now. She goes, he he spent a lot more time with me, and he said things to me, and she has shown me some of the things that he said. It's like, yeah. I mean, he can sit there and say, hey, I handled it poorly. I took it. I took the easy way out. I took the cowardly way out. I didn't see a future with her. I didn't see it long term. But when he was in the moment with Amanda and he's saying these things, man, that makes him such a liar and a manipulator. Because now, after the fact, in here in September, he can say, yeah, in that, Whatever I was saying, complete lie, because I was leading her on. But then you got to put yourself back in those moments in January and February when he was with Amanda and he was saying and texting these things to her, and you're Amanda, and now you're hearing a guy six months later said, yeah, I let her on. It, would, it, it, I didn't, it didn't mean anything. I was just, I didn't know how to get out of it. So I was just like, we're just accepting this? <laughs> like, I, I, like I said, not my life, not my choice, but... I have a feeling that, look, Gabby and Eric are not going to break up while she's still on Dance with the Stars. She's not going to want to go through a breakup while she's dealing with that. I get that. But do I think they're lasting much longer after Dance with the Stars? Hell no. Hell no. And I think a lot of people can see that. Like, this is this is not long-term whatsoever. They're not coming close to having anything successful. She's She's so out of his league, and he's not doing anything to help matters by what he said, but I, I, I just went over it. Like, come on. You can, you can say all you want. Oh, he was only with Amanda for two months. Look, he was saying and doing things to her that he was basically saying and doing to Gabby. Amanda got the same exact stuff, the same exact lines, but it's okay for him to say, oh, yeah, I wasn't into it with her. I just told her that. But he's saying it with Gabby and no questions are asked? Okay. It's just interesting. Um, it's embarrassing and insulting that the show didn't even address the blackface incident. Like, that's ridiculous. A lot of people have called them out for it, as they should. Like, while, I, uh, while I'm happy they addressed the Amanda stuff, it's like, and you couldn't address the blackface thing? You couldn't have him at least, you know, it's one thing to release a statement like he did on Instagram. It's very... It's a lot easier to put it in words and not have to put your face behind it. How about asking him while he's sitting there on live television about the blackface and we can at least see his words, his eyes, his body movement and see if he's actually sincere, you know? Just it's it just a just what a lost opportunity by the show. But are again, is anybody really surprised that the show blew an opportunity to talk about a race issue? I'm certainly not. As for Zach meeting his women, um, you know, I've seen a lot of the discussion regarding Zach post, 
you know, post last night, and I'm not going to give the guy shit because he couldn't remember the five women's names. You're on live TV. Even if he knew that he was going to meet them, you're just in a position where it's just it's so awkward because it's not the first night. It's so weird. Those those women didn't have like the greatest entrances either. They were just pretty standard outside of Brianna's who, you know, took a selfie. But, you know, if people are criticizing Zach, like, oh, my God, he couldn't even remember the women's names, which I saw a lot of last night. But it's also like, really, let me just refer you back to one thing. Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown, I know everyone has short-term memory when it comes to the show. Hannah Brown was flat-out awful on her live after the final rose where she met five of her guys from her season. She couldn't formulate sentences. She was barely talking, and everyone's like, how is she going to carry a whole season? And what happened? Hannah Brown ended up being the most followed woman on Instagram from this franchise, and it's not even close. Not to mention her season and her guys getting so much attention, and they are some of the most followed men in the franchise. Tyler Cameron is number one. So you can't sit there and judge that by a live segment last night where they're literally put on the spot. Like, come on, let's be a little more realistic. Zach is just a guy. When Chris Souls and Ben Higgins and Sean Lowe were announced as The Bachelor, it wasn't people jumping up and down saying, oh, my gosh, because they jumped off the screen on their in, in their seasons. They didn't. They were just guys. Zach is no different. The show is going to be made in casting like it is every year with the women and the cattiness and what happens and who talks shit to who and who's fighting and who says shit about the other one in the ITMs. Like, that's where the show is made. You're going to watch. You're not going to watch because it's Zach. Or you're not not going to watch because it's just Zach. Oh, he's the bachelor. I'm not going to watch. You watched Chris Souls. You watched Ben Higgins. And, yes, you can say after the fact, oh, no, those were great seasons. I'm talking about at the time of the announcement, just like you're saying it about Zach now. You know, just let's tap the brakes on that. Oh, yeah. The only thing I, I, I the other thing I want to throw in just one last thing about um, Eric and Gabby all season. I kept hearing things like, Steve, you're wrong. After I announced that they were uh, engaged five weeks uh, into the season, I kept hearing, oh, Steve, you're wrong by these people that study all the think they know all the things about the happy couple visits and, oh, I studied this and you're wrong, Steve, because they were never together and they didn't do anything like that. And every time Gabby's posted, Eric didn't, and Eric was somewhere else or whatever. Did you see their hard launches on Instagram last night? Clearly, they spent numerous times together during these last four months and happy couple visits. So all your stuff about, oh, but he wasn't there. Wrong. No, but she she was at a house and he, wrong. Like, just admit you were wrong. Because you don't know how many times I got that this season that everybody telling me, oh, because their happy couple visits don't line up and Gabby's here and Eric's here and Eric's posting with the guys in San Diego, so he's certainly not with her. Wrong. They were together the whole time. I told you they were engaged. Towards the end, I didn't know if they were still engaged because of the within the last two weeks because of the everything that came to light with the blackface picture and Amanda's texts. But... I had every reason to believe they were engaged the whole time, and they were. So, and yet, and yet, it'll be short. It'll be forgotten in two days. And next season will roll around. I'll hear the same exact thing. I'll give out the spoiler, and some will say, "But this and this, and what about this? And this person was at this here, and he was out there." It doesn't matter. You don't know when these happy couple visits take place unless they literally spoil them themselves, like Caitlin did, and Ari and Becca did. And it, I mean, it's happened a couple times where they flat out did it, but trying to read into when I can tell you right now, 
I want you to turn on your recorders and listen to this. The show purposely throws you off. The show is telling people to do certain things that aren't even real. Okay? So everybody who came to me in the last three months or whatever, ever, two months since I announced that Gabby and Eric were engaged and kept telling me their happy couple visits don't line up, she hasn't seen him. One, go check out their Instagrams. They had plenty of posts together that they didn't share the pictures until last night. And two, just admit you were wrong. It's not that hard. I've done it numerous times. It's much better to admit that you're wrong than try and brush it under the rug. And then when next season rolls around, I'm just going to throw it back in your face next season. Everyone that was telling me, oh, it's Jason. and Oh, she posted a picture with Jason from Paris two, two weeks after the Paris episode aired. She's with him. No, she wasn't wrong. <laughs> Can you stop being wrong about everything? And then not recognizing that you were wrong about everything? Seriously. Um, the five women that he met, Brooklyn, Brianna, Bailey, Kat, and Christina. Kat, you got yesterday, Kat Wong. I put that on the website, and I put it on my Twitter and Instagram stories. Christina, we found out last night, her name is Mandrell, her last name. She is related to the Mandrell family, country music singer Barbara Mandrell, popular in, what, the 80s? Uh, Barbara Mandrell is her aunt, so she is related to her. Uh, Christina Mandrell, I put her stuff. Uh, she is a um, divorced uh, mother. She has a daughter named Blakely. Uh, Bailey is Bailey Brown. She lives in California now, was a Nashville recruiter. The one that said on, on the daily, I'm going to be thinking of Bailey was her way to get Zach to remember her. I don't know Brooklyn and Brianna's last name yet. Brianna obviously won the first impression rose by the audience. And um, yeah. Oh, by the way, in the commercial segment before the five women, I also tweeted that out that the five women you're going to be meeting were Brooklyn, Brianna, Bailey, Kat, and Christina. Throw that into the list of things that I got right this season for those that can tell me every season I, I know nothing and I give them no spoilers. Throw that in there along with everything else that I gave you this season, which is probably one of my more successful seasons. So now that I think about it, um, yeah, so uh, we'll find out Brooklyn and Brianna's name. Like I said, most of the women are not there yet. These are the only five that are in L.A. I heard that the rest are flying out on Thursday or most of them flying out on Thursday. Um, so that means to me, knowing that the season starts filming on Monday, my guess is we're going to get it Friday, the bachelor Facebook page where they release the potential contestants. These five will obviously be on it. I have more coming out today. I will be putting those on my Twitter and Instagram stories of women that I know are going to be out there. Technically they could get cut before the first night for whatever reason, but women that I expect to see on that cast list when the bachelor releases it probably Friday. Because I was actually going over this uh, with Bachelor Data, uh, Susanna Summers, and we were going over this. We were going over the, the times when um, the Facebook pages of the contestants was released. For Katie Thurston, it was on a Thursday. For Michelle, it was on a Monday. For Clayton, it was on a Saturday. And for Gabby and Rachel, it was on a Wednesday. But all those days were about three to four days before filming started. So knowing filming starts on Monday, my guess is that comes out on Friday. Like the early, actually, I actually want to say it's either going to be early Friday morning because they always release it like three o'clock in the morning. I wake up and it's already there or early Saturday morning. I would think Saturday would be the latest, but uh, early Friday morning, considering the women get in there Thursday. Yeah, I'd say uh, early, early Friday morning is probably when we're getting it. But obviously that could change. But filming starts uh, on Monday from everything I've been told. So 
Yeah. Um, Davia, as you know, I announced her uh, yesterday as a contestant. She was on private. And when I announced her, she had like 7,100 followers. Now she's got 7,500 followers. So clearly everybody that added her and requested her as a friend, she accepted. But yes, she's still uh, going to be on the show. Um, a couple other things I wanted to hit on. Uh, Dancing with the Stars, like I said, Gabby killed it on Monday. And she's certainly going to make it far on the show, probably get to the final three. But the one thing that I noticed about Dance with the Stars on Monday was on a normal season when they're on ABC, the first, what, 30 seasons they were on ABC, a two-hour show has about 20 minutes of commercials per hour. So a two-hour show is really only an hour and 20 minutes, only about 80 minutes of actual dance of the actual show of in the ballroom and the dances and the video packages and the interviews and the scoring. Monday nights on Disney Plus was literally two hours. They never took a commercial break because they really don't need to. They're on a streaming service. So you're thinking like, wow, that was a whole two hours, yet it went quick and it was all content. We did not see any commercials for two hours. But if that show would have had to been on ABC, 40 minutes of that would have been had to been cut. My guess it would have been the judges talking and the judges critiques because basically for all 16 dancers, all four judges got to talk and basically didn't have a time limit. I think towards the end with about 30 20, 30 minutes left in the show, Tyra said, we kind of need to hurry this up. That's because they let them talk so much on the front end, and they knew they had to get out by, uh, you know, uh, 9 o'clock Central Time and only a two-hour show. But, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting, uh, knowing that, wait a second, we don't have to do commercials, so they can just do whatever they want. And it was two full hours of just the Dancing with the Stars show, dancing, judges' critiques, video packages, scoring, Interviews with Alfonso backstage. Like, yeah, that was great. But like I said, Gabby's Gabby's going to do so well on that show. She absolutely destroyed on Monday night with that dance. She obviously has a dance background. She's really good. She picked it up really well. The choreography was great. The song was a great choice. She's going far. We all know that. And I'm sure Eric will be in the audience cheering her on since, well, got nothing else to do. Um, the Adam Levine story so bizarre. There's so many details of this that I think still we don't know about. I I guess my thing, just like anything else, when I speak to people that have an accusation against someone in the franchise is this Sumner girl says, I had an affair with him for a year. Okay. She needs to prove it. All she did was show a screenshot right now. And I'm sure he, look, he admitted like he admitted yesterday I had an inappropriate, flirty relationship with this girl, but I did not cheat. So he admitted that she's not lying about the tweets or the messages that he sent her on DM. But let's see exactly how far this goes. Because if I'm to believe her, I need to see some sort of proof. A year sexual, you know, a year long affair. I I got to believe you have some proof of he was over at your place or he, you were at his place or there was more than just he was flirting on DM. So let's let's I, I need to see more of that. I uh, and maybe I, I've seen some of her TikToks, but she she keeps saying a year long affair. But I, what did this affair entail entail? Did she get into this? Is she going to show any proof of what this affair entailed? Is he just lying out of his ass about, hey, yeah, I flirted with her, but that was it. It just seems like mm, it's it, because it's just because it's not hard for me to believe that a 
literally one of the best looking men in the world, formerly a People magazine sexiest man alive, used his power to manipulate a younger, naive girl and hook up. Like it's not it's not hard to believe that in the least bit. You know, men in power have done this all the time in Hollywood. Like this is nothing new. He took advantage of a very young and innocent girl at the time and figuring that who's going to believe her or she'll never say anything. I'm Adam Levine and she's a nobody. But, I, you know, props to her because she knows the second she came out with that, she's been called every name in the book and nobody believes her because women hate women and women hate women who go after their guy that they think is a dreamboat or whatever. You know, like obviously Adam Levine is very well liked by a lot of women. So obviously this girl is immediately uh, discounted and discredited for what she said. Based on what? I want to see more. But clearly, if Adam's already come out and said, yeah, inappropriate. I shouldn't be having any sort of flirtatious conversation with anybody outside of my wife. So he has admitted that. Do we honestly think that that was all it was? Without having any proof of anything else that I've seen from Sumner, I will say I don't. I, I don't believe that that's all it was, but I'd like to see more from her. And then final thoughts. I talked about the iOS 16 update on your iPhone yesterday with the being able to edit a text and being able to edit, um, <laughs> uh, you know, edit your text or, or delete a text after you send it two minutes after you send it, you can delete it in the iOS 16 and 15 minutes after you send it, you can edit it. One thing I forgot about in the iOS 16 is you'll be able to pause. Now people who send a voice text message to you, which another game changer. I didn't even know that until today. Dave Neal had sent me one, and all of a sudden I was on my phone. I must have hit something. I was like, oh, crap, i got to start over again and listen to you, Dave. No offense, Dave. I'm just saying. Um, But it stopped. It paused, and then I just got to pick up. Now, granted, it doesn't let you rewind or fast forward yet. That'll be in the uh, hopefully in the new update, but I think it's really another game changer that they're allowed to – you're now allowed to pause – voice text messages that people send you, which you were not allowed to do in the past. So thank you for that, iOS and Apple. I appreciate it. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. It's really late in the in the night right now. You don't want to know what time it is that I'm recording this. Anyway, uh, I really appreciate it. I know this was longer than most daily roundups, but for good reason. I mean, we had the finale of all finales last night. It, it, you know, it almost topped the rose ceremony from hell. But, you know... Don't aggregate. Listen to what I say. You can agree. You can disagree. But I'm not coming hard after anybody on this show. Um, I think there's a lot of gray area. Everything does not have to be so black and white. You know what I feel about Rachel and Tino. I think they made mistakes on both sides. As for Gabby and Eric, like I said, I would look into this more if I were Gabby. She seems to have dismissed a lot of this behavior and being okay with it long term. But honestly, long term, I don't think they last anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It's her life, her choice. She can do whatever she wants. Uh, I would just focus on Dance with the Stars, try and somehow win that thing from a girl who's got 147 million followers on TikTok. Good luck with that, but at least get to the finals, get your bag, and then get off this show and try and start a relationship with Eric. But I just I don't think it's going anywhere. I, I, I don't buy it. And then as for Zach's season, like I said, I'll be releasing more women today. Filming starts on Monday, and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Sometimes I get a lot of stuff sent to me during filming. Sometimes I don't. Gabby and Rachel's season, I didn't get anything until the hometown dates, and then I got six of the eight hometown or six of the seven hometown dates I knew as they were either filming or 
after they filmed, I got footage of it. And so, yeah, I mean, that, and that's the biggest thing I think people want to know, you know, Gabby and Rachel didn't even have the first impression rose, never had it until the first, you know, promos came out. And that's the first that time that's ever happened. I usually get the first impression rose recipient. Uh, we know uh, Brianna has got one, but he'll probably give out another one on Monday night, Zach. So you just never know. Every season is different. There might be a ton of stuff that gets out during Zach's filming. There might be barely anything. But the bottom line is, before the end of the season, I'm probably going to have every major story and every behind-the-scenes scoop that you need. That's what I do. That's what I deliver every season, and I'm glad I'm able to do it for you. So thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. We will be back tomorrow with one daily roundup and two, your regular Thursday podcast with Courtney Robertson. You don't want to miss that one. So thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.